The Cypher Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. Um, I, I am sorry. I thought you were trying to do it all telepathically. <laughs> no, I don't do that sort of thing anymore. <laughs> Just so... sitting there doing the whole like Charles Xavier thing. I'm like, is it deliberate? Is not say anything. Just going to do it all telepathically today. No, no, I don't do that sort of thing anymore. Not, not now. So, I've got not since the last time. I'll try. I'll try once more. Here, here you go. Here you go. It's a joke for all the telepaths out there. There you go, right? A right. Little, <laughs> little bit saucy, but basically politically correct. Um. <laughs> Thank you for that joke. Anyway, right. Uh, how are you? I'm Andy Walker, as I was going to say, and I have with me my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Hello. I'm, I'm okay. My face hurts now from laughing, but yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Your face hurts. Your face hurts. It's killing me. Oh, the eyes, eyes look really shiny, though. Oh, shiny eyes. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, so here we are again. Happy yes. as No short films this week. Instead, we are doing two films. <laughs> we are doing a film, and it's it's only real uh, official sequel, because there are other films that were... <sighs> given the name of sequels to these films but they aren't actually anything to do with the ones that these two so to be uh, honest the second one's the second one's only got something to do with it because it mentions it for four seconds at the beginning well no it's it's we'll go through it in a minute i'll I'll explain it in a minute (laughs) right so um yes this week we are doing uh reviews of the film demons from 1985 and demons 2 from 1986, I think. Yeah. 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 Is it? Yeah. So, so there you go. So here we go. This is what I was saying the other week. It's, uh, having having said I'm not a huge fan of, of huge Italian fan horror, of yeah. Italian horror f- films, I picked these two films because I love them. Uh, and it's, it's, the, it's the thing is, I was sitting there saying to Amy about it. She was like, well, what are you watching? Because she it was in uh, subtitle. I went, oh, well, well, this is some Italian horror film, which means it's because your dad said he's never watched any. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know, he genuinely likes these ones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's just one of those things. Uh, right, so, yes, Demons. Uh, this was directed by uh, Lamberto Bava, who was one of the, the big names in Italian horror. Uh, he did some um, short films and things in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2010s and 2020s. Now, he also wrote the screenplay for this. Or part there was of a screenplay? 
Part okay. of the screenplay for this. Uh, but he was also involved in either the writing of and or directing of the following. Shock, 1977, but he was uncredited on that. Uh, Macabre on, in 1980. A Blade in the Dark, 1983. You'll Die at Midnight, 1986. Demons 2, 1986. Delirium, 1987. The Ogre, 1988. Body Puzzle, 1992. The Torturer, 2005. And Ghost Son, in 2007. Okay. Uh, now, the other writers, uh, we have uh, Dar Dardano, or Dardano Sachetti. I'm so glad you're pronouncing this because I read this out to Amy the other, earlier, and the way she said that the way that I pronounced it sounded like it should have been in Star Wars. <laughs> Dodano Sachetti, I think it is. Uh, now this is the guy who wrote the original story and was involved in the writing of the screenplay. He also wrote uh, Cat of Nine Tails in 1971, a, uh, a Bay of Blood in 1971, Murder to the Tune of the Seven Black Notes in 1977. Shock, 1977. Zombie, 1979, uncredited. Uh, Inferno, 1980, uncredited. Uh, Cannibals in the Street, 1980. City of the Living Dead, 1980. The Beyond, 1981. Uh, the House by the Cemetery, 1981. Uh, the New York Ripper, 1982. Manhattan Baby, 1982. The Scorpion with Two Tails, 1982. Amityville 2, The Possession, 1982, uncredited. Um, <laughs> 1990, The Bronx Warriors, 1982. A Blade in the Dark, 1982. Exterminators of the Year 3000, in 1983. Cut and Run, 1984. You'll Die at Midnight, 1986. Demons 2, 1986. Body Count, 1986. Evil Senses, 1986. Uh, Spectre, 1987. Rat Man, 1988. The Ogre, 1988. The Church, 1989. Killer Crocodile, 1989. Killer Crocodile 2, 1990. The Torturer, 2005. And Tupla, Demon of Desire, in 2012. Now, one of the other writers... <coughs> there are another couple of writers. What am I looking for? What am I doing here? Well, I think I've got lost. I turned over two pages at once. Boy, that's it, right? yeah. <laughs> one of the other writers was the man... And he was also the producer of this film. <laughs> uh, was, he was a man. He was a man that is, to me, uh, for, for the sort of 80s, that was the, the, the man I know as being the the main name in Italian horror movies, which was Dario Argento. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other films he was involved in the writing of, uh, and, uh, The Cat of Nine Tales, 1971, Four Flies on Grey Velvet, 1971, uh, Deep Red, 1975, Suspiria, 1977, Inferno, 1980, Tenebrae, 1982, Phenomena, 1985, Demons 2, 1986, Opera, 1987, The Church, 1989, Two Evil Eyes, 1990, The Sect, The Sect, 1991, Trauma, 1993, The Stendhal Syndrome, 1996, the Wax Mask, 1997. Phantom of the Opera, 1998. Sleepless, 2001. The Card Player, 2003. Mother of Tears, 2007. Dracula 3D, 2012. 
Suspiria in 2018 and Dark Glasses in 2022. <coughs> um, now I'm trying to work out. I think I've gone on to these and themes here. Yes, I have. Okay, right. So we're on to cast now. I think <laughs> I got a bit lost there because I I normally write down what what and I didn't write it down properly in this one. So here we are. Um, we have Urbano Babarini, Babarini, who was in Opera 1987, The Black Cat 1989, The 18th Angel 1997, and Leto Numero Six in 2019. Uh, we have Natasha Hovey, who was in nothing else of any interest to us. <laughs> uh, Carl Zinni, who was in Delirium in 1987 and Opera in 1987, but he was uncredited in that. Uh, then we have uh, Fiore Argento, one of uh, Dario Argento's offspring, who was in Phenomena 1985, Trauma in 1993 and The Card Player in 2003. Uh, Paola Cozo, who was in Demonia or Demonia in 1990. Uh, Fabiola Toledo, who was in A Blade in the Dark in 1983. And we have Nicol uh, Nicoletta Elmi, who was in Bay of Blood in 1971, Baron Blood in 1972, Flesh for Frankenstein in 1973, Footprints on the Moon in 1975, Deep Red in 1975 and Together Forever in, 2000, in uh, sorry, 1975. And we have Stelio Candeli, who was in Planet of the Vampires in 1965, Nude for Satan in 1974, Yeti Giant of the 20th Century in 1977. <laughs> um, we have uh, Nicole Tessia, who was in nothing of any interest to us at all. Uh, in this, uh, then we have Goretta Goretta, who was in 2020 Texas Gladiators in 1983, Warrior of the Lost World in 1984, Rats Night of Terror in 1984, Terminator 2 in 1989, The Becoming 2012, Bloody Christmas in 2012, Skid Row 2013, and Domination of the Becoming in 2018. And we have Bobby Rhodes, who was in Dorian Gray in 1970, Island of the Fishmen in 1979, but he was uncredited in that, The Great Alligator in 1979, Endgame 1983, Demons 2 1986, and Le, Le, Le Accelerator in 2017, which is a fantastic film, I've got to say, because uh, I've seen that. So the synopsis for this film, there was a synopsis? The synopsis for the film says, a group of random people are invited to a screening of a mysterious movie, only to find themselves trapped in the theatre with ravenous demons. Now, I've seen this film before, but it was a long time ago, and I still find it just as good now as I did then. Um, it, it's one of these films that's pretty much, it does where it says on the tin, that synopsis kind of sums up the entire film. <laughs> Yeah, it. it I've got me. There are bits in it, but yeah, it does exactly. It says exactly what's going to happen. I suppose. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's good. I, I like it because it's like 
I like the whole film within a film thing. I like that being done in films. And yeah, it's the fact that this, that what's going on in this film, kind of mirrors some of the stuff that's going on in the film they're watching. Yeah, um, which I really like. Um, yes, okay. Let me let me just address one thing straight <laughs> up, which is the fact that it is absolutely chock a block full of 80s movie cliche 80s horror movie cliche characters yep <laughs> massively no even the things is the things that i find with italian horror is the fact that they try and make themselves sort of different to a lot of other places mm -hmm. like they don't they don't follow down the same route of like the american ones or even the english ones they're no, okay. but the, the colored guy that was in it yeah is stereotypical what every film in the 80s had as a black man yeah yeah he, he does he, he comes across as being like you know he is he is your archetypal street pimp yeah sort of like you know dude yeah, uh and you know fuck pimp that doesn't shouldn't be messed with but everyone's gonna listen to yeah this is like really yeah no, I mean, I, w I will admit that, that that most of the characters in it are, are very cliched and very kind of like typical of an 80s film. Um, <laughs> there are a few things about the film that kind of never really got, never really made sense to me, which is like sort of um, blind man. <laughs> a blind man goes to see a horror film with a woman who he continually asks to explain what's going on on the screen until she starts having a snog with some other bloke you don't know if they actually know each other or if they're just randomly, randomly turns up yeah um and all the way through it is kind of creepy because the blind man is trying to find out how scared she is of what she's watching which is kind yeah. of weird but the whole thing is just a little bit weird just having a blind man in there was just going like what? Yeah. yeah i think i don't know it's there's a lot of typical stereotypical 80s. I know the fact obviously it was mid 80s, mid 80s when this come out. I get the fact that it was the height of when everything was going on, but this is I think the thing about it is that we we've seen all of these people in lots of other films before and since. Whereas at that time they hadn't, they hadn't because yeah. they were just coming out all of these sort of characters. Yeah. Um, but I mean having said all that, I think I think that the the there are some excellent lighting and makeup effects in this film. Yeah, some of the some of the transformations. Yeah, I would say were very very good. They're like the nails growing through and the, the teeth growing out. I thought were amazing and yeah. still stand the test of time for that. I think were very good. But don't be wrong. There were little bits where I looked at and went, "Oh my god, really?" Yeah. But, I think that's just mainly again because of the, the fact that they haven't quite stood the test of time with the way the things have progressed and i think that's an issue yeah but i mean you know i mean it, it is the, these are a kind of i think 80s films are a kind of snapshot of where we were at the time in the way of effects and, and things like that um what i did quite like about it is the fact that although there are lots of cliche characters and it's very stereotypical in lots and lots of ways 
it doesn't have the same sort of uh, thing, especially American horror movies at this sort of time had, which is the desire and the need to have naked women all over the place. No, don't, don't wrong. There was like a little. <sighs> Try and try and do it. There was a little bit of like boob act, action sort of yeah, going yeah. in it, but not over the top like we have seen with a lot of other American films, and and even to a certain extent some, some English ones. Yeah, there were not compared to American ones. There was basically this was I would say this is more sort of like PG than it was sort of American. Well, like, well no, you know, know what I mean, like compared to like nudity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the nudity way of it. The rest of it, I would say, is definitely an AA. But the sort of nudity part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I really thought it was really good. And, and the, you know, the bits where the, the, the woman comes crashing through the, the screen. Yeah. I and that just... kind of thing, I really I really thought that was well done. What I liked about this as well is it doesn't rely on jump scares as, stu- as such. No. It, it kind of relies more on atmosphere and you just being completely like, what the hell's going on? Oh, yeah, but there's, there's certain moments that I, for me personally, were a lot of, what the hell, why is that happening? That yeah. weren't anything to do with the horror thing. Like the whole the whole sequence of the four guys, the four people in the car that are obviously taking a lot of narcotics out of a Coke can. Yeah. Um, and then the whole sort of thing about the chase scene and then them trying to scrape it all back up was a bit like what, what? yeah no, what's I that know. got to do with anything and as well the bit that done me was near the end and the helicopter crashing through the room obviously yeah. i get the fact that what happened like, afterwards and the whole like you find out why that happens but it's the fact that i sat there and was like where the hell did the helicopter come from well, yeah this is the only thing i've ever had a he- an issue with in this film you get down to the last two human characters who are left yep. live and they're trapped in the theater demons coming on all sides and there's no possible way of them ever getting out of there and that particular moment just happens to be when a helicopter crashes through the roof so that, that they can then climb on and get out yeah what i liked about this as well is, is the fact that it wasn't again another thing that wasn't like a typical um, American horror film, which was something crashed and it didn't explode. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, <laughs> it crashed. This is what I'm It just shows the difference between like American helicopters and the rest of the world. <laughs> it's the fact that American helicopters are fly can hit them and they explode in films. And in this one, it crashed through three stories of a building. The blades managed to stay intact. It still worked and it didn't explode. It, it really was kind of like, really? Yeah. That's the way they get out. It was just, I oh, just. I've got to admit, the sort of twist at the end, well, not a twist, but like you sit there and go, oh my God, the hero and the, the, the hero, like the the hero and his girlfriend have got out, the girl that he's after have got out, got away yeah. safely, and then suddenly she turns, and I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. Really, I did think it was quite brutal the way they just shot her out of the car, but. Well, you know, you've got to get rid of them somehow. But uh, yeah, I. I... I still think it's a great film. It's a great watch. It's 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 uh, it's a fun film to watch. I would <laughs> I would rate this film as as enjoy enjoyability and to and, and uh, watching you know to watch. I would rate this film alongside Die Hard. Okay. I would happily sit and watch this film any day of the week. 
Don't worry, if it was on, I wouldn't mind watching it. I, I would. I wouldn't go. No. Oh, you have to. Well, that's but, that's, what I'm, that's why I'm like with Die Hard. If Die Hard's on, <laughs> there's nothing else on. I'll watch it. And the same with this. If this was on, and there was nothing else on. I'd definitely watch it. Yeah, so I say it's definitely yeah. If it was on and there was nothing else on, then I'd be like, yeah, all right. But I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. It's, it's just. Um, I think it's a great film, great fun to watch, which is rather strange. I've been told lately that I'm a little bit odd because of the fact that I keep saying about how much fun it is watching horror films, especially ones where people are being ripped apart and there's lots of blood and guts everywhere. But I yeah, just well, think it is fun. To be honest, I've been called that for years because of the fact that I do a lot of the same thing as I sit there. But I actually got um, asked to leave a cinema once because of the fact that there was a very gruesome horror film that was being shown and I was sitting there with a few of my friends and... A lot of people are like, oh, my God, uh, gross that. And I'm sitting there laughing my absolute head off. And <laughs> I got asked if I would, if I could either please quieten down or leave. And I quieten down. And then something happened, which involved a few people being decapitated and then was being taken off in various manners. And <laughs> I sat there and they laughed. And the guy, the steward then came and I went, oh, we don't have to ask you to leave, please. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I actually find that as one of my proudest moments, the fact that I got thrown <laughs> out of the whole, I got thrown out of the horror film for the fact that I laughed too much. Well, there you go. But, so we'll go on now to the second film, which is Demons 2. From 1986, again directed by Lamberto uh, Lamberto Barva, uh, writers uh, Lamberto Barva, Darian Jetto, and uh, people who did wrote the first one, plus Franco Farini. Uh, now Franco Farini also was involved in the writing of Phenomena in 1985, Opera 1987, The Church in 1989, Two Evil Eyes in 1990, Trauma in 1993, The Stendhal Syndrome. Um, whatever that was, uh, Sleepless in 2001, The Card Player 2003, and Dark Glasses in 2022. Mm -hmm. Cast. Now, first of all, we have David Knight, who was in nothing that we're interested in other than this. Uh, then we have Nancy Brilly, who was in Body Count in 1986. Yes. And we have Coralina Cataldi-Tassoni, it was in Opera in 1987, The Room Next Door in 1994, Phantom of the Opera in 1998, Ghost Sun in 2007, and Mother of Tears in 2007. Uh, where are we? Uh, then we have Asia Argento, another one of Dario Argento's offspring, who was also in The Church in 1989, Trauma 1993, The Stendhal Syndrome 1996, Phantom of the Opera 1998, Love Bites in 2001, Land of the Dead in 2005, Mother of Tears 2007, Dracula 3D 2020, Alien Crystal Palace in 2018, Dark Glasses in 2022. I'm sorry, Alien Crystal Palace just sounds like a strange football team. Um, it sounds sound like someone versing Crystal Palace, actually. <laughs> Alien versus Crystal Palace. That'd be a film. That is like Aliens versus Cowboys, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Aliens versus Footballers. So the synopsis for this film is a group of tenants and visitors are trapped in a 10-story high, uh, sorry, 10-story high-rise apartment building infested with demons who proceed to hunt the dwindling humans down. Now, you were saying about there not being a connection. Now, I have 
I've seen this film before again, but not for, again, not for a long time. Uh, and I like it as well. Um, basically, it's more of the same, but with a different setting. <laughs> yeah. But it starts with a TV show, which I don't know if this is true, but I think originally the idea was that the TV thing that they're watching is a film that's made about four people breaking into the site of the original outbreak, which has been walled out, walled up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So a wall has been put around the original city where the, the out, original outbreak was. And they break in to go and have a look at the place and to get um, keepsakes like the, the claws the, the and things claw, from the yeah. demon. Yeah, so that's the basic synopsis for that, for or the basic idea for the film, uh, and like that. So again, there's some great, uh, great makeup effects and all that kind of thing. Again, the film would be the film thing I really like because I've always liked that. Um, and it's taken a bit further in this one. It's got some places which uh, were kind of used again in things like Poltergeist and. Uh, Things like that, which is like the 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 creatures coming out of the TV yeah. stuff and that sort of thing, which I think is done really well. The the idea the demon coming out of the TV set is is a really good effect. Yeah. Um, and it, what I like as well is the way that it's done with the film within a film. It's taken a step further because it's like it's almost like because the the action in the film. In, in Demons 2, is mirroring the actions in the film on the TV. They cut from one to the other, and it's almost like they're happening at the same time. <sighs> yeah. So it, it kind of flows really kind of interestingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will, <laughs> I will ask something quickly. Well, Apart from obviously the the guy that was in this that was blatantly in the first one, yeah. Um, did you spot the the other guy who was blatantly in the first one? Which one? Well, you had the the the, um, the colour guy who was doing all the gym workout was also the same as the guy that was in the, the pimp in the first one. Yeah, security guard. Yeah, was the guy who was the leader of the four that was coking out in the head yeah yeah i mean i think there was and I, just, I said the thing is i kept saying but he died in the first one yeah but but it might be the like, i knew the fact that obviously they're playing different characters and different people but i'm sitting there like but he died in the first one they just look the same they don't have to be the same person but um his things like there were bits in it that didn't make sense in this there were it's like the acid blood thing Something. Yeah, I didn't quite that understand did, that. That didn't happen in the first one, but that was something new. But there was so much of it. And yeah. the thing that got me, I couldn't work out. I, 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 I couldn't work out the directions because the acid blood went through the floor and then continued going down through all of these other floors, right? Yeah. That means their flat must have been right at the top. Yeah. Okay. And the people coming out, they all ran down. Yeah. Stairs. Okay. The people in the lift went down and got stuck. Why did they go back up? Can't get that. 
But oh, he went back up because his wife was there. But yeah, but, but did, it just seemed like all of these demons and all the people were running down the stairs, and then they ended back up on the floor where the party was, which I didn't quite get. What yeah, I mean, there like. was a few times where it seemed like they were they started on certain floors and run up, and like you can't go any further. But the other uh, thing is the fact that the blood seemed to appear in different flats, which couldn't have been underneath each other because of the way where they were. Yeah. When they came out of them, it just didn't make sense. No, there was a few bits that didn't make sense. Like, I would, I would like to add as well that both of these films, everyone's very quick to jump and scream. Yeah. Like they, like don't be wrong. There's. Uh, there's not no one's band on the lights have gone off in the, like, the bit of the gym. Every, the lights have gone off and everyone's sort of a bit like, oh, okay, the lights have gone off, we're going to have to stop. And then all of a sudden, two of them get attacked. And these quite muscly people then fight them off with very overdramatically thrown weights at them. I was it? Yeah. yeah. But then <laughs> they run back and they go, everyone run, and everyone automatically starts screaming. No one knows what's going on. Though. People in the corridor have just been told to run. I know, I know, but it, it, it was it was quite funny the way that the, when they oh, were the, the muscle, the, the, the gym people were fighting them. It was just kind of like, what are you doing? What, are you what doing? I want to know as well, yeah, is the fact that they run, when they run, they yeah. go to the front, which I'm guessing is the front door, and they try then breaking it open. Why on earth yeah. were so many of them carrying weight? And which were thrown at the door as well. But the other, the other thing was they hit the door with everything they've got. They throw everything they've got at the door. The glass isn't breaking. Why did he then start punching it? What did he think he was going to do? What I thought was quite funny is the fact he uses quite a, quite a large dumbbell, by the looks of it. Yeah. A massive metal bar, which is used for the gym, for yeah. holding the weights up. So they're quite solid. Then gives up with that and decides to throw a plant at it. Yeah. It's like, okay, because... If we're in bed, instead of using something hard, let's throw soil. And then he starts punching it. Which is <laughs> what? And the thing they go down to the they go down to the basement to the to the car park. They can't get out of the car park. So they set a fire. But they set fire to everything <laughs> up against the door, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And where did the fire come from? They, they, nobody there had a well, it's the figures as well. They 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 moved the cars in front of the door. <laughs> Yeah, which I, th I think is a very good idea because of the fact that it blocks food from coming out. Yeah, why on earth did they need to insist on ripping the seats out? What what I didn't understand was they moved the cars in front of the doors, but they left about a three foot gap between the door and the car. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's quite funny. It's the second one they move and they run it up to the other entrance, yeah. and instead they completely just doesn't park close enough to it. Which yeah. you should have done anyway. And then everyone just picked it up and moved it. Like, well, if it's that easy to move, what is that to do as a blockade? And then there's, there's the thing that gets me is it's like the, there's a mum and a kid, and the, the mum gets attacked, turned into a demon. The kid shouts out, Mummy, and the mum recognizes the voice and leads the demons away. I don't know. And that's kind of weird. It's kind of like, hang on a minute. Where, what's. That, yeah. little bit, that little bit was never really kind of explored or explained. Um, well, I like I like the transformation of the dog as well. That was quite ah, funny. that was brilliant. I've got I mean, that, was, that, was that was one of the best what, best dog transitions, the best sort of transitions for canines that I've seen. I've, I've seen, well, I'm not just talking about werewolf films or anything like that, to turn them into something like that. And not, I mean, like, 
not as good as Resident Evil with their demon things, but the, that was one of the top ones I've seen. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I love it. Although Italian horror movies do have a thing about people being attacked by their own dogs. It's yeah. normally blind people being attacked by their own gu- their own guide dogs. But I, will, I, I do want to know as well whether or not um, the people that wrote this and ha- had any influence from Gremlin for a certain bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, was... that blatantly looked like, looked like one of the characters, one of the puppets that they didn't use in Gremlins. I was going to say about that. I mean, the kid... Turns um, turns into a demon. Now the thing is, here's an interesting thing for you: the acid, right? The acid blood, yeah, drops from from the ceiling onto the boy, and he's no longer acid because it doesn't burn him. Yeah, even though there, there is a guy who actually says that the, there was acid that fell through and he punched it and he burned his fingers, but he didn't think that bothered by it. Yeah, but then the boy turns into uh, into a demon and. For no explained reason, it doesn't happen to anybody else. He falls on the floor, he splits open, and this thing, alien thing comes out a bit, or this demon comes out a bit like the chest-bursting scene in Alien. Yeah, and looks remarkably like Stripe from <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a gremlin. And, and yeah, it's a bit, a bit bizarre why that whole thing happened. And then... <laughs> I did like the silver... Suddenly there was power in the room, which there hadn't yeah. been up till then. And then she squashed it in the bed that folds up in the wall. Yeah, I, I did like as well the fact that there was the, still the, the typical kid sort of bit where she threw a towel at it and it screamed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's trying to fight her and go after her blood, but her towels didn't stop it. And I was like... Yes. Oh, and then... Just... Uh, so then they break out of the, the, the two final two break out of the building into what appears to be a TV studio for them. <laughs> a TV studio, which is next door to a flat. But when you look outside, there's nothing near the tower block. But also, they did this and they looked confused because if they didn't know it was there. <laughs> yeah, I know. The other thing I really wanted to know about this, right? <laughs> they're having a party in the, in the apartment building. This guy talks on the phone to a guy called Jacob. Yeah, it was the ex-partner of the woman who's throwing the birthday party. His birthday is, yeah. and he says, "Yeah, okay, see you in a while," and says to her, "Jacob's on his way." Yeah, she goes a bit scared. So she goes, "How far away was Jacob?" Because it seems to take him the entire film to get to the block of facts. Yeah, I've got to admit, like the, we say about the fact that there was only two survivors at the end. In fact, obviously. The guy waiting outside for most of the film. Yeah. Which I feel really sorry for him. A part of me doesn't know because of the fact that he's sitting there like, oh, I've, I've, they tell him to go and stop him. And he's like, he said he'll be there in a while, not he's downstairs. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like all this is going on with like the whole gym and everything like that. And he's just standing there completely oblivious to it. The other thing is they keep switching to the car with Jacob and these other kids in and they're doing an they're doing an immense amount of speed down the road <laughs> yeah. one of the women is saying please don't drive so fast we're all gonna die and yet they don't get there until right at the end of the film yeah it does it does seem like they're quite far away yeah and it's just the other side of the country <laughs> it's just oh, no it's just it's a very bizarre thing like there's certain bits of this film where i don't know it's just Maybe like, like the the end bit with a demon 
who's blind as well, which I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, I don't know why she, she, she had she had her eyesight. She was then stabbed in the stomach and lost her eyesight. Now I know that I I'm not I'm not a doctor and I'm not obviously <laughs> up to it and all that, but I'm pretty sure your eyes and your stomach are not connected that way. Well, I don't know. You see, my mum always used to tell me my eyes were too big for my belly, so maybe oh. that's something to do with that. But I've never had a guy can lost lost my eyesight. <laughs> Depends what you're drinking, I suppose. But, but yeah, so, so that happened, and in, then so obviously she does it a lot by hearing and the sound, and then doesn't go after the woman who screams or the baby that's crying. Yeah, yeah. So the woman has a baby. Um, it's an awfully clean baby and relatively awfully big bad. as well. Bearing in mind how small her bump was. Yeah. And uh, there's no afterbirth or blood around anywhere. And she's quite happy to stand up and run out with the baby in her arms into the street outside without any worry at all. Um, and, and the fact uh, that she was in labour and still managed to uh, like sort of propel down the side of a building. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, there was a few bits that didn't make any sense. And also... Like they walk off, they walk out into the sunrise and the film ends, and you kind of think, Yeah, well, what about all the other demons? I didn't all, I mean, they he blows up part of the stairwell, but yeah, that wasn't was all only, the demons, no, which only takes out a few of them. Like they literally massacre everyone in their building, and it only takes out about five. So, where, what about all the rest of the demons? We're you know, I mean, and yeah, just, uh, I don't know, it. it it's like, like the whole the, the way that it was a sort of the the transition they did of because she died in front of the camera. Yeah. That obviously then she was trying to put them by having to then go through and try and start again. Yeah. I like that sort of the, the continuation and the way they tried yeah, to that stop was, it. That was good. But yeah, it was a bit there there are bits of this that just don't make sense and don't but again I like it because it's just good fun. It's it's a good. It's it's a very bizarre film, and I can understand why. It, like I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm not a massive fan of Italian horror. Like I give me give me a film where someone gets their head sliced off and everything like that, and I'll quite happily watch it. Oh, but a weird film like, like this. I just I'm not a hundred percent a big fan of. But... I like I like these two. I like Suspiria and I like the Beyond. Mm, but I could, one I or two others, but. I can understand why, looking at this, why Italian horror films have got such a big following. Oh, yeah. Why they've got not just, obviously, an Italian following, but they've got a worldwide following and are, are cast as some of the best horror films. I, mean, I can understand that. But... I think they're fantastic ideas and, and well-made and some of the effects, as I say, when you consider the fact that at the time they were made, the, the effects are... You know, there was no yeah. CGI stuff and all that sort of thing. It was all like physical effects. It wasn't sort of. Yeah, I, you know. I, I do like as well some of in both films the way they did certain bits of the, the transformation. So obviously it wasn't straight away. So like there were certain parts where they started turning and they turned their head away from like so that the back of their head was facing the camera and then turned back and they've got a little bit further along the thing and then yeah. turn away and turn back and I'm like, why not just Make them fully transform, but yeah, yeah it's I do understand that again. Though the transformation sequences that they did in this, with the nails growing and the the teeth that were did that happened like that, and even the sort of the the 
uh, makeup for the way that the veins went across their faces and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought were very well done and very good still. Yeah, yeah. He, they are. They, I mean, I think they're great films to watch. They, they, they're kind of, they are a bit of fun. They, they're, they're kind of, uh, they're interesting pieces of uh, horror history, if you like. But they're yeah. also good fun to watch because they, you don't have to think a lot about these films. They just kind no. of put in front of you, and you quite you can just quite sit, happily sit and watch them. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's again, this is another film where if it was on. I'd watch it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. But yeah. I know that if I did watch it, it would be sort of slightly entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't necessarily like this as much as I like the first one, but I do like the pair of them together. As I say, there were lots of other films which were really oddly were, were given titles of their own and then became Demons 3 and Demons 4 and Demons 5 yeah. because they the fact that they just wanted to cash in on the the whole the whole premise yeah so you know it uh but i i i really enjoyed what i enjoyed watching them again because i it's been a long time since i've seen them uh but they were just as mad and just as good as i remember them being <laughs> um and I, I i it gave me a good in, a good evening watch just sitting watching the two of them straight after the other yeah so so i watched mine actually the day that the day we done it doing this and it's definitely it's definitely a way I've spent my afternoon, sort of sitting there watching it, and it's just sort of. I admit it's 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 a weird way to spend three hours. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a better way than what I was planning on doing. So <laughs> it's not an unenjoyable way to spend a. No, don't be wrong. Like some of the, some of the death scenes in both films, I thought were very well, very very entertaining. Some of them yeah. were very unique and. Very odd, especially <laughs> the second one with the gym equipment. But it's just it just shows the fact that it wasn't all blood and guts, and it was just genuinely for making more of themselves. Yeah, <clears throat> but it, you know, I just, the other thing I like about it is that I finally found two 1980s films that you didn't mind watching. Yeah, there are a few bits of it. Like I, I, I have realised. I'm just thinking about it now, actually. There is part of the thing in the second film you can about there's the others on the other demons that what happened to them. They the, says in the synopsis and everything like that. There's only the the two and the baby that get out. Yeah. What about the girl that was locked in the car that when she called for a dad, all the demons ran to, and nothing is said about what happens to her. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. And it's just like, does she still there? Does she? Did she get out? Did, they get into the car and it's just like yeah i don't know very strange it's very strange true but there you go so uh that's it demons and demons 2 from the 1980 mid 1980s italian horror good fun to have a watch of and i recommend them to anyone because they they are really good good fun to watch uh if you've got nothing to do for three hours on a on a rainy sunday afternoon you can sit and watch them I will say as well that it's, it shows now as well the fact that how much, well, not only now, but a lot of films, how much effort goes into a lot of films, over over effort, I'd say, to go into a lot of films to make them. Because the fact that this, this, the first one came out in 2000, uh, 2000, 1985. Yeah. And the second one, which is again a bit longer, a bit more production, only a year later. Yeah. 
And it's the fact that it's like they're not small productions to do with these films. No. So it either shows that the fact that they got into production as soon as the first one finished, or they started the second one before they'd finished the first one. All of these things are possible. Maybe that's why they had a couple of people who were the same in the same film. Yeah. It's, it was a good film, I will say. It's not I'll say it's not one that I would go out of my way to watch, but I'm not disappointed the fact that I've watched it. Good. Good, I'm glad about that. Which is weird for an 80s film, bearing in mind the other ridiculous amount of ones we did last time. Yes. Well, next next week we have an Easter special. And we're going all out with this. Sake, yeah, we do, don't we? We're going one, two, three. I'm trying to remember now. One, two, three, four, five, six short films. <sighs> some of them are very, very short. Yeah. And one of them, I can't wait to see what you think of it. Oh, don't say that. I can't. Oh. I honestly can't wait. Uh, and then we have a feature film, which is called Easter Bunny Massacre. Uh, so we got we got that next week, and then we go back to some sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I was going to say we 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 are going back to sci-fi. I know that I've had a few people messaging me, and if you've given up doing it, but we have we ha we are still doing sci-fi. It's just the thing is that with a lot of the stuff that's happened, like over the last few weeks, with everything, we've sort of it's just easier to find horror films. Yes, yeah, quite like for especially for like St Patrick's Day for like. Dad said for the Easter special and everything. Certain people don't want to make science fiction films about St. Patrick's Day or some, like Easter holidays or other no. things. And it's just it's easier to find massacre films than it is to find a lot of sci-fi films. So, so um, we will yes. find some. We are, we are going to have some sci-fi films after the Easter special. I'm choosing some of them this time. <laughs> and um, I was going to say that also in the next uh, month of uh, yeah, over the next month, we're going to have a couple or uh, three kind of uh, special things with interviews. Yeah. Um, we are having an interview with, I don't know what all of these are going to be in exactly or when they're exactly going to be, but well, we are going to have a, an interview with a uh, lovely, um, a wonderful, talented woman called Carrie who, who did the uh, film in the... Um, Romford Horror International Film Festival about yes. um, the treatment of women within horror films and that. Yes. About that. Uh, we are also going to set up uh, a review of, full review of, uh, Eating Miss Campbell and an interview with the uh, the guy who made that. And we are, so have, we are going Sorry. to have a deformed lunchbox special. Oh. We have three deformed lunchbox short films that have only come out this year and we have not reviewed there is a fourth one coming out as well coming out soon and that one is the main reason we're doing this because it is one that they are looking for uh backing for they are putting together a kickstarter thing to make it into a feature film yes so we're going to uh, do the reviews of those films and we will have an interview with people from Deformed Lunchbox. 
Not so, the, I, and I will say my reaction, obviously, a lot of people that are listening to this can't see it. My yeah. reaction to this is not biased at all. I just love the stuff that on Lunchbox do. They keep... Absolutely. There's not a lot of films, and as we've said on a lot of these stuff, I've said in a lot of these reviews, there's, it's very hard for a lot of films to keep my attention. Like, yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love watching sci-fi and horror, because of the fact that they do. And But a lot of the ones that seem to put out a lot of films at the time don't do that. They lose a little bit. But the film Lunchbox, I, for me personally, every single film keep my attention. And yeah. it's just... I, again, it's, it's mainly for the fact that I want to, I, I, I'm probably going to ask the same question as we said last time, is what ideas don't they put, to, put in front of people? Because I mean, of the matter, for anyone that's listened or watched their stuff, you will know exactly what I mean when I say what ideas don't they go ahead with. Well, the, the recent ones that they've done have been a little bit different. They've, they've kind of... Uh... <laughs> it seems we've got a bit timmy. Well, no, 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 no. I don't think they've got too Oh, no, but they've changed a little bit. Yeah, there's a little bit less of the humour and a little bit more sort of uh, serious horror going into it. Yeah, it's not taken away from other stuff, but I think it's it's definitely something that shows the talent these guys have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it shows that they've got this variety that they can do, a a range of stuff that they can do. So, yes, so we will be having those in the next month and we will intersperse those with uh, with some sci-fi, sci-fi films stuff. and um, like that. Which I'm, I'm, I am going to say, and I'm going to say this on, on recording so it does get put out because of the fact I know that if that way it's proof and I can go back and listen to it. I included the sci-fi film, right? Yes. And I'm going to try not to find ones that I know are purposely going to wind you up. But because of the fact that, obviously, that you have done it a few times with me with films where you go, you know I don't like time travel films, so you pick them. <laughs> but So I'm, going to, I'm not going to do it with all of them because, obviously, I've got to watch the films as well and I don't want to torment myself. But be prepared for one of the, some of the ones that I will pick. Okay. Now, don't forget, <laughs> We are also we're looking uh, YouTube and streaming, yes. and also any time. I mean, you know, we we we, go, we can go right the way back to the nineteen forties yes. if you want. As long as as long as there is a film of it, we will do a review of it, and I will. I, I say as long as there's a film accessible. Yes. Obviously, we can sit there and go, yeah, there's a film from the nineteen thirties, but no one's got a trace of it, then we can't really do that. But obviously, as long as there is a a copy out there of be it on YouTube, be it on a streaming service, be it the fact that we've got Grand Final in DVD. And if there are any films, if there are films that people want us to review, if you would like us to do a review of a film that you have seen that you would like to hear what our opinion of it is, then uh, get in touch. Even just, even if it's not just our opinion, but just an opinion. Like you sat there and go, you know what? I've I've heard, I've heard two opinions. I'd like to get a third one. Yeah. Just let us know. Let us know what film. As long as it falls within the sci-fi horror section, we'll give it a go. We'll, as you, if if you go back and listen to our back catalogue, <laughs> and we'll there, there's not an extent of film where we won't watch. No, we 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 we've we've done almost everything in a way. Still, still very light on the on the uh, werewolves and vampires. I must admit. Oh, there is there is a film that. I, I was trying to see if I could get you to watch, but it's not classed as a horror film, and it really annoys me. Okay. But it is about vampires, but it's not 
when you look it up, it doesn't. It's never. Okay. Well, look, if if it's vampires and you think you think it's a horror film, then it's a horror film. Um, it doesn't matter what class it is. The thing, the the only thing I would say, and I'm not going to say I won't do them. <laughs> as far as sci-fi goes, yeah, and it, and it is classed as sci-fi because it's futuristic. I'm not overly keen on the idea of doing things like the Hunger Games or Maze Runner. No, I've got to admit they're they're, they're ones that I, again I I find a very hard subject and hard line. Like I I get the fact they're futuristic, but yeah. And as far as horror side it goes, I would really really appreciate if we never ever had to do a review of any of. <laughs> the vampire stroke werewolf films in the twilight series. i was gonna say i was wondering whether or not you were going to mention it but yes no I, I would say that we would never ever like and i don't just mean this as in because i don't class them as horror films i just don't class them as films they're more they're more teenage spoof yeah i mean if yeah i can't I mean, even say the word because then we get at a go at but yeah I had, just I'm, absolute cack. I, I've seen, I think I saw 20 minutes of the first Twilight film and thought, I don't know. No, one of my friends made me watch two of them, and funnily enough, they're one of, one of my ex-friends now. Not that we're I putting don't. down anybody that likes them, because if you like that sort of thing, that's entirely up to you. It's still just a matter of taste, and they're not to our taste. Yeah. Uh, we're not everyone, everyone has their their own opinion and absolutely it's not our fault that your opinion of twilight is wrong <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily go that far but... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to alienate any any of our viewers or listeners um so yes anyway so there you go there demons <laughs> go out and check them out uh, we, we we'll put links and things on, yes. on that forum uh go and check them out and uh we will be back next week with our easter special yes and uh that could be fun and uh we will see you then you'll see us then we will see each other then and the world will seem square older square older square older and remember bye bye the Cyphora Film Podcast. Mm-hmm.